Hello, and welcome to the Artist Pivot Podcast. My name is Ayana Major Bay, and well, I'm your host. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and celebrate artists so they have no option but to thrive. This is a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between that I hope will remind other creatives that we innately have it in us to reevaluate and adapt. When I'm not podcasting, my world is full of voiceovers, musical theater, mentoring, travel, and some cooking and baking. But enough about me. Let's get on with the show. On this episode, I am joined by actor, singer, enthusiastic mover, and teaching artist, Colby Kendall. Originally from Oklahoma City, he grew up singing and dancing in the church. He received a BFA in musical theater at Otterbein University and has toured the world in six national tours, including Beauty and the Beast, Dreamgirls, Sister Act, The Book of Mormon, Waitress, and The Australian Company of Come From Away. He lives in NYC and loves dogs. We discuss tackling the boxes we put our own selves in, how change can be a wonderful thing, and how jumping in before you can even think about it brings the greatest surprises. Here's our conversation. All right, everybody. I am so excited today that joining me on the podcast is my friend, Mr. Colby Kendall. Hey there. Hey, Colby. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Good. Good, good, good. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. This may throw you off a little bit, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. So if I were to text you right now and ask you how you were doing, but you could only respond in emojis only, (laughs) what would you text me? Oh, wow. Well, it would definitely be the emoji with the, the, there's this new emoji. I don't know if you've seen it, but like, Mm-hmm. They have like these eyes that kind of go in circles, like these it spiral circles. eyes. Yes, uh-huh. I, maybe it's not new, but it's definitely new to me. And I <laughs> saw that. I was like, I'm using this emoji for everything because it's just like this like kind of these crazy eyes and like this, this crazy mouth. And mm-hmm. I think it would definitely be three of those. And okay. then I would also send <laughs> three of like, just like that serene kind of like blushy, happy face because that's my favorite emoji. Yes, that's so a definitely good one. those two. Okay. For sure. I love it. Thank you for that imaginary text. <laughs> like, how do you how do you like describe emojis? Is the real question. <laughs> like, right, right. That's the real question. How do we describe these emojis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I like the one with like the hands just up on the side. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I legitimately said that one all the time, and you know, I made all of mine black. You know, because you changed the skin obviously. color, so they're all uh, black with the purple. She'd be like, I don't know, with the hands. <laughs> Or just the one hand. Just the one hand. Those are probably the two that I use most of my phone, or the one that covers your face, the palm to the face. Of course, of course. Those are probably my top three. (laughs) Yeah, so it it would definitely be those two emojis because right now life is feeling a little crazy, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, I'm very grateful. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that because we can simultaneously feel that. Like, be at peace, but also there's a little part of us that, like, Oh my gosh, what's happening? Exactly. I mean, I think that's just kind of always the life of an actor, but you know. <laughs> Touche. You know, Touché. you know, you, you definitely know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank of you. Course. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. So today, as per usual, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about your pivots and your adapting and your Mm -hmm. ever-changing career um and you know the things that you've done to 
in essence, survive and Mm -hmm. thrive as well. Because if you do pivot into something else, usually you're on the path to thriving. You're like, oh, I needed to go to that direction. Oh, this is what I actually needed to do. Oh, got it. I was supposed to go that way. (laughs) Recognizing the pivot, I think, is the first step and being like, okay, time to change something up, you know? And so that is Mm -hmm. thriving, yeah? For sure, moving on to something different or trying something different. Yes, yes, that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. So let's see. Let's see. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take take the people back Mm -hmm. to... How you, first of all, got started in theater and was it always something you wanted to pursue or was there like, oh, I'm going to go to school for this and then that's not what I want to do. So like, I'm going to go do theater. So let's start. Yeah. Take take us back a little bit and then we'll progress to, you know, <laughs> y'all, he was in the Australian company of Come From Away. I just want you to know that, like that. That's kind of fancy. (laughs) So before we get to that, take me back to how you kind of started in the arts. Well, let me take you on back to Oklahoma. Uh (laughs) I I seriously grew up in Oklahoma. And luckily, I have parents who love the theater. So Mm -hmm. my parents would take me to the theater at at a very young age. So Mm -hmm. when people say, when did you know you wanted to do this? It's kind of just been something that's always been in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks to my parents, who are um, not not actors or artists in that way, but they just love the theater. So, yeah, that's you know. So I started there as a kid doing like church plays, doing local mm-hmm. community theater, and then mm-hmm. it's just always been a part of my life. So like, I honestly can't say, oh, it started here, but I can honestly say that I started. My parents put me in the theater camp when I was eight years old in okay. Oklahoma, and okay. then it just kind of started going from there. And I honestly have not stopped you know, since then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I know everyone has their different stories, but mine seriously was just kind of <laughs> handed to me. And like, you know, just like, this is what you do. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Right. <laughs> right. Understood. I, yeah. I completely understand that. Cause mm-hmm. that happened for me. Like, I, I would say, I would say though, there was a moment, like when I saw my first Broadway show, which was mm. Ragtime, and I was in the sixth grade. That's when yeah. it was like, that's it. What a show to be your first Broadway show. I would lose my mind if that was my first Broadway show. I, like, I th- I still have vivid memories of it. And, like, Did my you see mom. Audra? Of course I saw Audra. Oh, I still have the playbill, goodness. y'all. I still have the signed playbill from whatever year that was, 1997? Oh, 96? Whatever. Eight? I don't know what year that was. Whatever. Uh-huh. But my mom tells the story of me sitting at the edge of my seat. And my mom said she missed half the show because she was focused on me watching the show. And she was getting welled up, like watching. Like I was literally at the edge of my seat, like, you know, like, you know, that (laughs) little thing chasing. Are y'all seeing what I'm seeing? (laughs) Right. Are y'all seeing, is anybody else seeing what I'm seeing right now? Like, oh my God, this is amazing. So my mom continues to remind me of that moment. Uh Uh-huh. And it's so like, it was kind of handed to me. (laughs) Yeah. I think the first show, I, I guess professional show, I saw the touring company of Rent. And okay. I won, so they did the lottery for like people can win for like front row seats. And yes. I, my dad took me and we both okay. won front row seats. And I could tell you, my mind was blown. I had no idea. I was like, how is this even possible? And they do this mm-hmm. every night. This happens all the time, eight times a week. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. It was nice. You're like they do that? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yes. Every night? <laughs> Every night? Oh, yeah. I'm, okay. <laughs> yes. But I love that. That it was just kind of like, here it is. Mm-hmm. Kobe, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Like, and and then I had that support system from them because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I understand like when I was like, I want to go to college for theater. I didn't yeah. have that, that, uh, uh, my parents were like, no, no way. That's not, uh, no, you can't, you need to go to school for something more, what do they call substantial or something more so legit, real, legit uh, like, yes. <laughs> you know, um, cause my brother and sister went to college for different things. And when I came to them with that, they weren't like, no, they were like, okay, fantastic. And like, that's mm-hmm. just me. That's just, to be honest, that's privilege having parents who are that supportive. And, you know, and I like, so I'm very grateful for that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You had that support system early on to be like, go. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's what for you sure. want to do, go ahead. We got your exactly. back. Exactly. It yes. was, yeah. So that's where it's kind of where it started at a very, very young age for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understood. Understood. Okay. So then after college, did you move directly to New York? Did you start working? Like what was that change, I guess? Cause you know, coming from college and then going into the real world mm-hmm. of theater is not easy. Well, just New York alone, right? New York but is yes. a beast. And like, yes. I mean, I guess you grew up in, Jer- you grew up in Jersey. Yeah. I grew up born and raised in Jersey. Yeah. So like having the city kind of next door, I think mm-hmm. is a little different, but I grew up in Oklahoma where it's like, <laughs> that ain't much happening. You know, uh-huh. I had theater. I did have theater, but New York is a beast. So I went to college in Ohio, which is mm-hmm. not that much different than Oklahoma. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then, um, so we do this thing our senior year where we intern in New York City. So I actually came here for 10 weeks to New York. Okay. And that was my first time um, in New York City. I mean, I visited when I was in high school for like three days, but yeah. I actually moved to New York City for 10 weeks as an intern, interning at mm-hmm. Chelsea uh, mm-hmm. Casting um, Office. Mm-hmm. And, and then I went back to college and finished up. And so, like, that, those 10 weeks really gave me what it, like, let me know what it felt like to live in the city. Yeah. And then going back to Ohio and finishing up, I <clears throat> finished up, then moved, mm-hmm. moved to New York right after college. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then you started that New York grind, if you will, mm-hmm. if we want to call it that. Um, yes. Which, to be very honest, I don't want to go back to. Uh, well, at least, at least not you. the way I used to approach it. Uh-huh. Let, me, let me rephrase that. I don't wow, want to go okay. back to it the way I used to approach it. Um, like when you so say with, approach it. Like, yeah. Like, what do you mean by like? I, for me personally, my mindset of like mm-hmm. operating from a place of lack instead mm-hmm. of a place of <clears throat> abundance. Wow. Meaning I have to book this show. Oh my goodness. What if I book this? If I don't book that, I have to be at this audition. Mm-hmm. Rather, okay, do I have time to go to that today? No, I don't. Great. My other opportunity will come. Wow. So That's so good. switching it and building my career around my life instead of my life around my career. And yes, I know that's very hard in the entertainment industry. It is. But this last, like, year and a half has been like, wait, Ayana, what's important to you? Mm. My mental health, my sanity, my family. Like, I'm not going to be stressed about trying to keep some survival job so that I can audition. Right. 
I'm and like, the pandemic showed us that like when it's all shut down, what do you have? When like yes. you have your family, you have your friends, you have, you know, and so yeah, you can you start to prioritize and realize, oh, okay, so if there is no Broadway, I still have to live. I still have to be a person. And so you yes. start, yeah. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha for sure. Like, Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that for me would be the change. Like, we're going to approach this differently. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I still love the entertainment industry. Yes, I still want to do theater and and TV and film and voices of all of that. Yes. But the mm-hmm. approach has to be completely different for me personally now. Wow. Like, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a word. Come on. That's, come on. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, but I I would like to ask you, so with your career over these last, what, carry the, I'm like, carry the one, how many years <laughs> you've I'm been old. doing this? These old bones. These old bones. Listen, I'm only 34, but my knees feel about 94. Okay? <laughs> that part. <laughs> okay, that part. I'm like, oh, Lord. So let me hey, get this I have to go back and to, go to the bodega. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but with your your the span of your career so far, what would be some pivotal moments where you chose to pivot and there were things that you were like, oh, I was meant to do that because I had to learn this, which then mm. led me to that. Because I know at one point you started teaching and coaching, which you actually mm. didn't know you loved. Mm-hmm. And then there are things like, Kind of basically tell me how you ended up in Australia. Like there, there had to be moments of different things that were like, that had to lead to that, if that makes sense. Right. Well, yeah, it's funny. So I, I've been, I felt like I've been auditioning for Come From Away, the show. Yeah. Since it opened. <laughs> like I was okay. auditioning for the tour and auditioning for this and that. And I kept going in for the show. And then yeah. my agent was like, so the Australian company have Come From Away. Uh, do you they want you want to go in for it and i was like again i'm going in for the show again like i don't think that you know obviously they don't want it so (laughs) he was like i think i think you should you know obviously if they're calling you back there's something there's something that they like and so yeah i um yeah i was doing the tour of waitress at the time we were in atlanta okay and my agent was like can you fly out uh literally in two days to new york city to do this audition for come from away uh, it was like, and I was like, and it was the final. So I was like, mm-hmm. sure, I'm, I'm going to do it. Why not? You know? And so right. I woke up at 4 a.m., flew to New York, did the audition, hopped back on a plane, flew back to Atlanta, did the show that night. Ooh. And so it all, it wasn't like this, like, let's just process this journey to Australia. It was like, oh, here's Australia. <laughs> and then it was like, and then I had literally had a month to, and then when I found out I got the job, I had a month to get everything ready and packed up and then I moved to Australia and it was talk about a pivot like that was Mm -hmm. just like it all happened so fast and I think Mm -hmm. that that's why I did it because if I had too much time to think about it I wouldn't have done it because that's daunting to move all the way like it's not like I'm moving to Europe Australia's literally on the other side of the world so Mm -hmm. to to pack up and move that fast it was a lot yeah it was a lot Mm-hmm. But but are you glad you did it? Like, how oh, was your time in Australia? It was absolutely life changing, and I say mm-hmm. that because I I've lived so I I've lived in I lived in Canada for a bit, 
and I've lived mm-hmm. in Japan for a bit. Mm-hmm. But Australia was, I was there for a long time and I knew I was going to be there for a long time. And so I kind of felt like for the first time, which is crazy to think about, I was actually living in a, in a place for, I was kind of putting my feet down somewhere and kind of snuggling up somewhere because uh-huh. I knew I was going to be there. And like, you know, as actors, we travel, we're on cruise ships, we're on, mm-hmm. uh, we're in this city, we're in that city. And to be mm-hmm. in a city for, I was there, I was in Melbourne for a year almost. Yeah. It just was like, oh, I'm in, I'm actually living here right now. And I can tell you, it was amazing. I, yeah. I love it. And I reckon, I think everyone should, if you can travel mm-hmm. to Australia, especially as an American, to just see how they operate. Because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, Australia's on my list. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to get there one day. Because you traveled a lot as well, yeah? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I, and that's what I miss. I do miss that aspect of our career, being able to travel <clears throat> and, and see. meet new people. Bingo. Meet mm-hmm. new people and see different parts of the world. I am a fan of taking a cooking class in whatever country I go to. Yes. So for yeah, me, I love it that part of learning i want to learn like learn 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 like Mm -hmm. i'm not here for the american stuff i'm not here for whatever mcdonald's or whoever put decided to put this in this country no (laughs) greece come on give me give me give me the what's the greek food hello (laughs) okay we're not doing this we're not i'm not gonna be in south africa going to mcdonald's no 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 no, no. i need give me your food (laughs) please yeah. Yes. Yes. But that's what I I do love about our travel. But it's interesting for you to say, like, you felt like, oh, I'm putting down like roots for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna unpack my clothes and they're gonna like hang in the closet. They're gonna get a little dust on them. Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's something like because I, I have moved around a lot, and that was the longest I've been. Mm-hmm. in one apartment since I graduated mm. college. And I, that hit me and wow. I was like, I'm 33 years old and this is the longest I've been in one apartment. 10 months. Wow. Yeah, so that that alone was like, okay, I'm here. I'm, I'm, and then also my parents were able to come out and visit. So okay. that, was, that was nice. And that kind yeah. of, that kind of helped my homesickness because the first few months were kind of hard because I was so far okay. away from home. Right. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Interesting. And yeah. and with that, because your parents got to visit, which was great, mm-hmm. but in the daily or at least weekly communication with them, was it hard to like line up? Okay, I'm gonna call you at <laughs> eleven thirty p.m. my time, but would you be awake? You know, like <laughs> yeah, we we made it work. Luckily, my mom's a night owl, so like okay, when I wake up, I mean, it's not too bad. Like I would wake up and it'll be like. 4 p.m., 5 p.m. here. Yeah. So uh, we, I just knew when I wake up, call call the family or call people back here. And it really wasn't yes. that bad. I just knew, like, my midday, everyone was going to bed. So I just knew to, like, get it all done in the morning <laughs> so I could talk to everyone, at, like, when it's their nighttime. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Good to know. Good to know. But I love that. And I love that you've had that experience. And I'm like living yeah. vicariously through you. <laughs> no, it was. And like I said, it was a unexpected blessing because I mm-hmm. it all happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And so I think and like I think that that is the best way for things to happen. Just do it. Just jump in and do it. Yeah. Because if you have too much time to think about it, then it, you may not you may back out. 
And I really mm-hmm. was just kind of back into a corner. It was like, yes, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. You know, so, yeah. and that's the exciting part. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That absolutely right. That is the exciting part about new things and about mm-hmm. change and about, oh, no, I can do this. Like, I can move to another country and, like, do a show. Like, I am capable. I have the capacity to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? And, like, you don't know, you won't know until you try. <clears throat> you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's fair. You won't know until you try. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So I have a question for you that I know in one of our, like, you know, like pre, pre-conversation pre or pre-questions. So y'all, you probably know that I asked my guest questions before the interview, just so like, because we'd probably go off on a tangent and it'd be a two-hour just conversation. Right. Y'all here listening to us. They're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I, know we, um, I think you've gotten one question in. I've been running my mouth. I'll let you ask your question. What? No, <laughs> please talk. This is your time to speak, my friend. <laughs> I'm really popping these gums. Okay. <laughs> Not popping these gums. <laughs> I'm popping these gums. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so, so with that, with that, I want to ask... <clears throat> Did you, I know that you at one point were teaching and coaching. I'm not sure if you're still doing that right now. Mm-hmm. But yes. with that, did you ever think that you would be teaching and coaching? Or was that something that you were like, well, first, before, before so I can establish my question correctly, were you teaching and coaching before the pandemic? Yes. You were. Okay, not, okay, okay. Not to the extent that I was, but yes, a little okay. bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Here and there. Okay. So then within the pandemic, how did, you know, your teaching and 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 coaching kind of grow and, and your love for it since that was kind of like, you know what, I'm going to turn and pivot to this avenue right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was teaching with a school called DMR Adventures based in, <clears throat> excuse me, DMR Adventures, DMR Adventures based in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I went there in 2018 and did like a week camp called mm-hmm. Broadway Bound. And it's for like uh, middle middle school to high school students. And like, okay. it's seriously just a week boot camp. And, you, we, and we put on a full production um, at the end of the week. And I went there in 2018. And like, that was my first time ever doing anything like that. Like, I would do mm-hmm. like, uh, go back to my church and like, uh, do some like choreograph something or mm-hmm. we do like a little skit. Like, I've done that. But this is my first time like actually coaching uh mm-hmm. students and it was and i did that for a week and i was like wow that was so much fun and like mm. like i said before sometimes just being thrown into it and just saying you know what i'm gonna just try it and yeah. i tried it and it could have been good i mean maybe they maybe the students were like who is this guy he's terrible but it was at least mm-hmm. it was like my first time trying it and then fast forward to the pandemic i get a call from uh Melissa, the owner of DMR Adventures, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Can you you want to do that camp again? This time it's going to be on Zoom." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing anything else." <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> like you know, it's the pandemic. I'm like, "Yes, I'll take a job, absolutely." You know, and so uh, I did that, and then it just snowballed from there. But I was uh, put on the staff, and okay. I was like, and then the students would sign up for lessons, and then yeah. I would just kind of do that, and then it just became a thing. I was putting in like I would say. 25 hours a week uh, oh, wow. you know on zoom sitting in my apartment but it was teaching and coaching mm-hmm. and I found such a love for it because I remember when I was that that student like needing some like 
you know, just, you know, just some, someone who's in, who's been in the business, who knows about it and kind of having mm-hmm. that direction. And it was just nice. And I wish, I kind of wish I had somebody, a black man to kind of guide me through it. Cause like someone who looked like me to mm-hmm. kind of be the voice. And so I kind of took advantage of that being like, Oh, I'm a black man in this business. Why not reach other students of color and who are trying to be in this business? Uh, because we don't have a lot of that representation um, when mm-hmm. it comes to teaching. So I just found a love for it and I still love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's great. That's mm-hmm. great. I I love that, that you love it. Yeah. You know, it's great. And, and like, it surprised me. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But that surprise is, you know, is leading you down this path. Yeah. Is yeah. has given you another avenue as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, so, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, and, and that's the exciting part. It's like mm-hmm. you start, you, you do something once and you're like, oh, this, oh, okay. I guess I have other skills besides, you know, I, I can reach people this way. It doesn't have to be on stage. It doesn't have to be you know, auditioning. Like I can actually do this and it'd be effective. Right. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, that's actually perfect because that, that leads me to my next question of, you know, re how the pandemic has kind of reinforced or not reinforced. What's what's the word I want to use? Actually, no, I want to use the word forced. It forced us to acknowledge that, like, taking a break is important and like embracing all of. I think you said this, embracing all of the beauty and like your family and your support that's around you mm-hmm. and and discovering your other skills and mm-hmm. your other avenues, you know, to express yourself. So is, I guess, what is my question? So my question is, <laughs> you know, in this, in this teaching and coaching, is this an avenue that you would like to keep, you know, as you, you get back on stage or, you know, commercials and TV and film and all of mm-hmm. that? Is that an avenue you would like to, you know, keep? And what is it you want to take away from, like, kind of being forced to have this break from the grind, yeah. if you will? Well, I would absolutely continue teaching because I have found out that like, oh, people actually care what I have to say. Like, it was kind of like, it's like, I'm still a student myself. Like, I'm still trying yes. to learn, you know, from people and learn from the people around me. So who who am I to tell anybody how to do anything? But when I realized, mm-hmm. oh, people actually listen and it actually, it's it's working for them. Like my advice or mm-hmm. coaching, whatever, they mm-hmm. tend to care. So I guess it's something I was like, okay, I do have a voice mm-hmm. and they seem to care. So yes, I'll, I'll stay down this path. Am I a qualified teacher? Did I go to college or get my master's in teaching? No, mm-hmm. but I do have a life. I do have life experience. And if someone's willing to listen to my life, my crazy life and you know, all that, then sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? And maybe I would go back to school for teaching or directing or something like that because I have found a love for it for sure. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. Great. And then, so with that, so you're like, okay, I'm keeping the teaching. This, this avenue, she, she's on lockdown. Like we're not getting rid of her. <laughs> right. But on the same note, when, when our industry does, what's the word I want to use? I guess slowly creep back. Like we, we like, mm. you know, she's crawling now. Like we, she's we crawling. on the floor crawling <laughs> um, rolling we right, <laughs> right we might we might get to a little a little stagger walk in yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. months but we crawling right now mm-hmm. um but with that 
Has your mind sh- your mindset, excuse me, changed with the way that you want to interact with the industry? You know, especially mm. with for years we've been kind of questioning casting choices and kind of like, oh, that's not actually correct, but mm-hmm. we're gonna run with it since I need this job. Like, you right. know, is there yeah, is there a mindset shift that you would like to, you know, approach, you know, the industry with? And also, I would say, are there, what's what's the word I'm looking for? So, like, with that mindset change, are you now kind of taking yourself out of boxes that you might have put yourself in mm. before the pandemic? Yeah, I think... What the pandemic showed me is that what the pandemic did for everybody, I think it showed that we really need each other. And I mm. say that as man, like you saw everybody, the like the top, top, top Broadway star looking for work. This casting mm-hmm. agency looking for work. Everyone's mm-hmm. looking for work. It's everyone's was like, I need to make money during this pandemic. And I mm-hmm. think coming back, I think before it was like, oh my God, I hope they like me. I hope that I hope they accept me. I hope that. But now it's like, oh, you need me just as much as I need you. And I think Mm. the pandemic showed that it's about, it's more of a teamwork thing than we think. I think as actors, we get so caught up in getting approval and getting validation and Mm -hmm. all that. You start to realize it's like, I don't need that. I'm going to do me and you do you. And then hopefully we meet somewhere in the middle instead of like always thinking that you need them to accept you and like what you're doing. And I think now going back with the business creeping, creeping in, I see it as more of a collaborative effort, even f- f- for the people giving me the job. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, you, we're, we're, we're meeting somewhere in the middle. I, you, you're not changing my life. I'm not changing yours. This, mm-hmm. is cl- this is collaborative. And I think that that's, and so I'm not putting myself in this box of thinking that I need approval, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, you go to it being, doing, putting your best foot forward, knowing you're putting in the work and they could take it or leave it. Right. Right. That part, you can take it or leave it. But Uh having that confidence, like Mm -hmm. having that confidence of like, I know what I bring to the table. I put in my work. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm going to give you. And if it's for you, great. If it's not for you, great. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, because the thing is, it's like you're just one opinion, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. you know, you just, you keep, I mean, I know what I got. I got to do. I got to live with myself every day. you know. So. That if part. you don't like it, you know. I can't help you. I can't help you. Sorry about right. it. <laughs> Sorry about it. I can't help you. Got to go find somebody yeah. else. But there's no hard feelings. Because like you said, you mm-hmm. got to be happy with yourself and your decisions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. I love it. So one last question I want to ask you is, what would be your advice, your, your nuggets of wisdom to you know, other artists, like we're still in a space of like, okay, can I rip the bandaid off? Can I do this? Can I pivot in a different direction? Can I stay Mm -hmm. in this? Or should I just kind of sit and let the universe do what it's going to do? You know, like what, Mm -hmm. what would be your word of advice to other artists? I I think you said it best. Let, let the universe do what it's going to do, because at the end of the day, uh, you, no one knows what's best for you more than you, mm-hmm. you know? And I like kind of going back to what I was saying before, if we spend so much of our time being like, what, what will they think? What will they say if I decide to pivot? What will they do? Like, what will people say about me if I, 
do what's best for you because I promise mm-hmm. you they're doing what's best for them. And so that's my advice is, you know, if you need to pivot or you need to change, change because it's mm-hmm. your life and you have to look at yourself in the mirror every day. And regardless of what everyone else has to say, you have to be happy with what you're, what you're doing. And so if you mm-hmm. are an actor or an artist or a dancer or a singer, whatever, mm-hmm. that's you. And if you don't want to do it anymore, you don't have to. And that's no one to tell you that you need to stick with it, you know, but if you want mm-hmm. to continue to do it, and great and con- and like continue to put in the work, but there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. I love that. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with changing your mind. Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there is a stigma though with changing your mind, especially as artists to me. Oh, again, I'm an artist. So I, I'm seeing it from my perspective and my lens. But like uh-huh. if someone says, oh, I'm going to be an actor, or I'm going to be a dancer, I'm going to be a director or whatever it is. And then they change their mind. It feels like society's like, well, I thought you said you were going to do this. How yeah. can you not? And you're like, I just changed well, my I mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to wear shoes today, but you decided sandals. Sometimes we change our mind, you know. Just, Go on. It's like, I thought you wanted pizza. Well, I want tacos now. So it, let me eat my tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let and me eat my tacos and <laughs> Hello. Okay. And also the guacamole. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I know it's extra. <laughs> <laughs> that's it I know it's extra so I'm going to change my mind and be extra about it and it's thank okay. you yeah. and it's okay and that's okay yes and it's okay mm-hmm. oh yes I love it yeah I love of course it. Colby thank you so much for sharing oh thank you for having me this is wonderful I need a little chat I need because you know I really haven't talked about the you know the last couple of years have been hard for all of us and like mm-hmm. I mean and like other than like <laughs> talking to my therapist I haven't really talked <laughs> to other other artists about mm-hmm. this past year and what it's done for us and so this is yeah. wonderful thank you so much for yes. also bringing up the fact that sometimes you change and sometimes you have to turn make a left and mm-hmm. then steer to the right and you know yes. thank you for exactly. creating this exactly. this avenue for us. Oh, you're, thank you. I accept that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, of course. Um, and before I let you go, mm-hmm. there is something that I must say to you. Uh-huh. And that is that I acknowledge you, I celebrate you, and I uplift you. Oh, thank you. Right back at you. Same to you. I appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining. Of course. <laughs> thank you. Colby, thank you so much for sharing. Please feel free to visit this episode's show notes for links to get in touch with my guest, as well as a link to rate and review my podcast on Podchaser. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is scroll down to the rate and review section. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and share this episode with at least one friend. Thank you for tuning in and I'll speak to you soon. Hold up. 